You received a call from an inmate at the Department of Corrections. This call will be recorded and monitored. If you wish to block any future calls of this nature, dial 7 now. To accept this call, press 5 now. To decline this call, hang up. Well, hello, Miss Lakeisha. How are you? Oh, yeah, yeah. The weather has been quite the star these last few days. But, you know, we're all surviving. What can you do? Right, yeah, I, uh, I do, I do agree. the The weather in this state is uh, is definitely unpredictable, but that's why a lot of us stay here because we we like the four seasons and we like the fact that it's not going to stick around for very long. So we get a huge variety. Uh, yeah, but rain, rain, rain. I, I know. I, I can. I can relate to that. It doesn't rain as much over here, but I, I imagine you guys are just swimming in the stuff. Ooh, a cell phone? Well, it doesn't surprise me that a cell phone would end up inside that prison. Well, yeah, of course. It was definitely a staff member that brought it in. Wow, that was that's actually pretty good. I'm impressed. So they found out who brought it in and now she's gone huh uh, well yeah I know female and male uh, relationships you know if you have a male garden female uh, inmates right yeah it's just a natural thing but Female and female. That's uh, that's a new one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it happens a lot in there, but I just don't hear that very often. I hear it. What doesn't surprise me though is that a male would get caught into this little situation guarding females, but when or even a female guarding males that that happens often too, and. And it just goes to show mental wellness because we want the folks who are locked up in there to receive proper attention. And we have to understand there's, there's guards too. You know, a person who just goes through a divorce or just lost a loved one through a death or someone who's just looking for companionship. And it's really easy to get caught up in all that. And let's face it. Those women, they're very manipulative, and they can, they can definitely spot you a mile away. And this, this female, yeah, she, well, is she a true lesbian, or is she just kind of a bisexual or something? Oh, okay, so she's, she's definitely attracted to women, so, of course, uh, the women in there could sniff it out a mile away and they're willing to do just about anything to get what they want and to manipulate this woman into getting a cell phone. Oh, oh you got to be kidding me. Videos. What, what, what are they thinking? To do Twitter feeds and to put the number out there for other folks to call. They know they got to be caught i know a few times inmates would give me a cell phone number and, and it's just more like 
what? You see it on TV shows and stuff. I just, I don't know. I, I still find it hard to believe that these facilities you have 60 seconds remaining keep a cap on all of this how can you have a secure facility and things like that are getting through regularly from what i understand there's absolutely nothing you can't get yeah i know thousands of dollars yeah they buy cheap prepaid phone and can get two thousand dollars for it eh, well yeah in this particular case it was services well thanks for telling you have me 30 seconds remaining that now uh, i'm going to look into it quite possibly do some more stories and stuff and talk to some other folks and i understand names and you know current events and stuff can't be mentioned over the phone if you get in trouble but when people get out of prison where well, i get all kinds of stories i'll definitely follow this well thanks for sharing and uh, you take care of that daughter of yours well good good Glad to hear it. All right. Goodbye. Welcome to AQS Inmate Call, and I am your host, Joel Wilborn. And this episode is about contraband going into the prisons. And hopefully, everybody listening to this won't be the least bit surprised that contraband does get into the prison. You know, they, uh, they've changed the way prisons receive mail because a lot of drugs get sent through the mail and they could be stuck on the gum on envelopes or the back of the stamp. So now when a letter gets to a prison, they'll just take a photocopy of the letter and photocopy of any of the uh, inserts, like photographs, and then give those copies to the uh, incarcerated person. And personally, I think that's fine. And um, it does cut back on you know people chewing on on envelopes and stamps and stuff. But there's still drugs getting in there. If a, if a person wanted a particular drug, even if it's uh, over-the-counter, it's not that difficult to get them, especially if you have a good income. And there's people out there that will just bombard uh, incarcerated people with funding. And then uh, there's those that uh, like to take advantage of the system and overstock on stuff and trade things off and that's just a matter of survival I would say it's just like the uh, gun control if the United States federal government bans certain weapons right now we're not having a big problem with people trying to find substitutes because they can get the weapon but if you ban it those who really want to make money off of it or who really want to uh, buy these items they'll find a way they'll be very creative and that's just the american way we don't like our freedoms taken from us and 
in prison, pretty much everything. You can't use a cell phone. You can't surf the internet. The drugs that the people used on the outside to deal with their personal issues, and uh, certain tools and uh, literature, all this stuff is a big money-making opportunity for those who know no other way of making money except through criminal activity, and it's also. A way for people to meet their their desires, you know, things they miss, things they enjoy about the the free world. And、uh, so, if I were running one of those facilities, and even though I've been told on several occasions it's really difficult to keep the stuff out, but you have to understand where it's coming from. The first step in solving a problem is to identify the problem, and the problem isn't the visitors. Because when we had COVID and people couldn't go into the prison, drugs, contraband—they were all still in there, and all loved ones could do was call or send e-messages. So to say. There was a stash of drugs found in the facility, and they start pointing your fingers at visitors and loved ones. You know, you have to step back on that. The one constant across the United States is the correctional officers and the staff. These folks can bring things in quite easily. You can even watch TV shows and movies and documentaries and see that. And with a little creativity, it's easy to do. So, what folks should be concentrating on is the why. Why would somebody tasked with protecting people locked up in a facility? Why would they do that? And I think talking to these folks. Uh, working with them, talking with people who、uh, buy these things and make profit on them in the prison—that's that's what the investigators should be focusing on, instead of trying to put this, this facade that. They're working on it and can't stop. You know, if, if visitors are constantly bringing stuff in, then we'll have to just make an agreement to、uh, to have a bigger、uh, screening process before walking through the door. And、uh, I, I'm concerned because there's going to be some serious stuff. I mean, people could start putting in guns. And bombs, you know, weapons to、uh, to do things. I know it's been done many times before, but we don't want that to start growing because people are getting lax. If there's a lack of manpower, we need to come up with a an, another solution. Maybe reduce the number of prisons 
to support the staff. And if you hire people and fudge on the background check or their qualifications, you may wind up getting a whole bunch of people that just don't care and are more interested in making some money. As I said on the phone conversation, a person could buy a prepaid phone and sell it for thousands of dollars. And drugs are just it's even better. You can get a huge profit from that. You can make thousands of dollars a day getting that in there. And the way people sneak things in, there's even folks that go to jail and they're not completely checked, you know, thoroughly checked. So those people smuggle drugs in and those drugs wind up making it to the prison. And uh, that that can be stopped. You know, let's 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 face it. If you if you have a person who is a known drug user or drug dealer, you want to keep an eye on that person, especially if there's a huge influx of drugs going into the prison. If a person is trying to kill himself. He could be put on suicide watch and isolated. If a person has seizures, you know, some kind of medical conditions, they could be watched. And to think that a person locked up in prison isn't going to resort back to the original issue, that's just kind of insane to actually think something like that. So if you're going to isolate a suicide um a person who's suicidal then why not people who are using drugs or dealing in uh, weapons and all kinds of deals could be made you you, know, you do plea bargaining to reduce sentences you can do plea bargaining to uh find out how items are getting into the prison once you catch somebody just backtrack and you have an area that's locked behind walls and fences and, and armed guards and these things are getting in come on now and i think it should be put in the news quite a bit every time a uh, illegal contraband is found it should be broadcast i think because even the people who believe these folks should be locked away and the key thrown away ought to realize that if drugs and uh, weapons and uh, illegal contraband of any sort is getting into the prison it's going to come back and haunt them because people could eventually manipulate somebody to put out a hit or they could manipulate people to uh expand drug activity in the area this is not a victimless crime this is not something that's just isolated within the prison it 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 travels across the community and we need to keep an eye on it people locked inside 
of a prison can be monitored. I completely support putting body cams on the guards. There's a lot of stuff that's going in there, a lot of assaults and attacks, and then there's really nothing that people can do about it. The victims. And so if we have some kind of uh, monitoring system, you know, they, they have privacy. They should be able to, to go into a bathroom stall without being spied upon. But, you know, the cameras could be outside the doors or there could be uh, correctional officers or someone that, that just kind of keeps an eye on the uh, restrooms in there. But the, the cell should be recorded, the halls. And if uh, there's an interaction between an incarcerated person and a facility staff member, that should be recorded. And religious services and, you know, counselors, doctors, that's, that's privacy it's one of those things you just want to mess with. But there's a lot that these folks give up when they go into that prison. And they give up their privacy. And I think if a person is is uh, sitting in a prison and then gets out and says, Well, I just, I was watched everything I did. I, I couldn't scratch my butt without someone watching me. That could be a deterrent. You know, these people could sit in a, in a hotel room after getting out and just think, this is great. I have privacy. I can do what I want without being watched and maybe comparing them. Of course, there's no 100% method, but that just goes with the territory. And there's a lot of folks I talk to that are locked up and they'll complain about something. Cable's out or I can't use my uh, J player or I haven't gotten a letter in, in three weeks. And the simple response is just that you're in prison. You're locked up. It's not violating anybody's rights. You know, you're not forcing them to stand on one leg for two hours. That's that's something to look into. But the air conditioning goes out for two hours, you know, on a day that's in the 70s. As long as the medical personnel are keeping an eye out and uh, there's no serious threat to uh, death or permanent harm to the individual that's just one of those things you have to deal with when I was in the military a lot of those luxuries we took for granted out here you know we had to learn to do without and that was good because you shouldn't be expecting an air conditioner in an armored vehicle. And I think some of the stuff, maybe some sections should be a reward. If the people do what they're supposed to do, they should be able to have uh, some um, some luxuries that are available to them. And when you're dealing with people who want to make a profit off of illegal drugs, they're willing to make a deal for just about anything. And I can find this stuff out just by talking to folks in and out of prison. And I just don't think the uh, officials are doing that. They're just not talking to folks. 
and we need to open this dialogue. We need loved ones to be able to explain what's going on and without retribution. But I don't know. That's just me. Well, I want to thank you for tuning in and ask that you that you check out the OxyWord YouTube channel. You can look up my my name, Joel Wilborn, and uh, listen to some interviews and uh, a lot of folks give some really good advice especially for the people that are teenagers and uh, preteens maybe that are kind of getting to that wild side if they listen to somebody who was going down that path and continued and wound up in prison it might it might wake them up they might look at it and say i don't want to end up like that and i certainly want to end up in a place where there's no privacy Well, have yourself a magnificent day and go out and make fantastic memories for tomorrow.